Hey, welcome to another episode of Plot Mechanics, the podcast where we talk about your favorite movies, our favorite movies, and really just movies in general. I'm Leon, I'll be joined shortly by Ed, Adil, and Motsi, and this week we are talking about the 1994 train wreck of a masterpiece, Street Fighter. Written and directed by Stephen E. D'Souza, this movie boasts a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes and stars the likes of Jean-Claude Van Damme, Ming-Ya Wen, Kylie Minogue, and the late, great Rahul Julia. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this uh, particularly chaotic episode. Cheers. It's just a bad movie. It's like a shitty movie. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. It's, not, it's not that bad. It's, it's, it's okay. It's, no, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's, it's, if, you, if you were... It's not the worst. If you were a child, if you were a child, this would be the greatest movie ever. That's true. Like when it's, you're watching it from like- it, Give me the Happy Meals. It's built like it's built like it's meant for a child. Like the the bad punny jokes and the sound effects that come in and like the video of like the actual like arcade. Like this is the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen, but it's so bad, it's good. Like this is one of the movies where it's like negative good. <laughs> yeah, your 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 infamous uh, rating system that nobody uh, understands but you. It's like negative. Zero is crap. Anything negative beyond that is so bad it's entertaining. And no, but what if it's a, it's like a two, and then also enjoyable? Then it can't be a two. Then it'd be that. I, try, I I try not to think of ratings as even like a one out of ten for me is not necessarily like mm-hmm. it's bad. Uh, objectively but for me it's more like what am i getting out of the film so one out of ten means i'm getting like the bare minimum out of it like there might be like one thing good in suicide squad and that's why it gets the one out of ten hey suicide squad has good music that's yeah exactly the royalty (laughs) good music not music written for the film not music written for the film exactly (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like it's like um no it's 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 uh it's it's equatable to uh what was it sucker punch except i actually yeah. enjoyed suicide squad more than, more than i enjoyed sucker punch is like what i remember explosions were like before michael bay Right, like the explosion goes off, and I was just like, "Yeah, you know, it's an explosion." But then you're just like, "That's not a Michael Bay explosion." Like you realize this guy. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, oh my fast god, they were they... Fast yeah, forward sorry. a year when Michael Bay releases Bad Boys, and then you see what a real explosion looks like. That's right? true. To be fair, Michael Bay is on, the Michael got, Bay of explosions. You've got good explosions even before Michael Bay. Like Die Hard had, had your big one well, so on top of a building. Too. Uh, mm-hmm. The one with the bridge. Yeah, I mean, like Chun Li, like bombs, bombs the circuit. Yeah, and nobody like, gives a shit. And she just gets, and, and then just, they like, just Yo. get captured right after. Like, <laughs> right? Like, what? Like, that, this movie, this movie, every time it does something, I'm like, this is so stupid. No, so they, they should have just changed the channel, and it would have, it would have veered off, and it wouldn't have hit. Right? Exactly. She just changed. Okay. Hi. Oh my God, I love that. Yeah, let's start the action. Uh, yes, another episode of Plot Mechanics, and we are talking about the most ridiculous uh, third best video game movie ever made, which is just by default, right? <laughs> no, oh, I, I think man. I can come up with five that are better than this. Anyway, right, before, Leon, no, 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 no. Before we go any further, you name your five right now, sir. Oh, okay, okay, movies. okay. That are more enjoyable than this: Mortal Kombat, Sonic. Um, Detective Pikachu, Prince of Persia, Ooh. and uh, I mean, I'd say yeah. the, the latest Tomb Raider. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, listen, there are a lot of two. 
I'm gonna straight up, at least this movie knew what it was. Whoever was directing Street Fighter knew that if they put the, the arcade panels and him, what do, you, you, do you feel like they knew what they were doing on I this actually, one? I actually don't <laughs> think that's true. I, I think that my problem with this movie is that it didn't go hard enough on how stupid it was. No. Like, and as you guys have guessed, we're talking about Street Fighter, the Street 1994 Fighter, movie. Yeah, 1994. Street oh Fighter. man. Anyway, Leon, what's your name? Oh, I'm. Would you know, I was know my name by now. I'm Leon. This is this. I I picked this movie. Uh, how could you? <laughs> I'm Ed, and I didn't want to watch this movie again for like the <laughs> fourth time, but I guess Leon made me. <laughs> I'm Adil, and this is the first time I saw this movie, and I had a blast. <laughs> I am Motsi. This is also the first time I saw this movie, and I will say that I got so bored halfway through that I was just doing other things now, but, now to be fair mm-hmm. this movie is hilarious it, it is, is hilarious the to most be fair. fun you'll have trashing a movie that's not like batman and robin or something like that like I this lo- movie i love, batman. <laughs> I love trashing you, Mati, batman. i love you trashing there. batman and robin <laughs> no yeah, I mean, batman and robin. a little bit of both like i actually enjoy but, batman and robin and it's also yeah, bad oh no i don't know where to be i don't enjoy I, I mean so my thing about this movie is that i love almost every single character except Guile and the one guy with the headband. I forgot. I don't even know who he's supposed to be. Who, who is headband. that guy? headband guy? What's this? Like the one who's supposed to be Native American, supposedly. Native American or Jamaican? No, oh, the eye patch? No, the guy with the guy. See, see, you don't even remember who he is. So there's, so there's a British lady who is with Guile. That's Cam- and then there's yeah. the other guy. Yeah. Kylie Minogue, yeah. who's not who's not British at all. <laughs> yeah. Australian. And, and sounds Australian, Australian too. And cast oh, yeah. last minute. Yeah, and then and then the other guy. It's literally see you don't even remember him because he's that bad. What other guy? What other guy? Literally, the only he says like, "Why do you wear that headband?" It's something something Cherokee thing, and there's like this this plain faced white guy, and I'm like, "What is what? Who? Who are you?" It's funny because they did have an indigenous person in this film. Yeah, but it's not like that guy. <laughs> All right. yeah, so no. This is, this is bringing up the biggest problem with this movie, which is Everything. way too many freaking characters. Yeah, yeah I mean, but the thing is, like, I loved everyone except that guy who nobody remembers and Guile. I hate Guile. Guile is the worst character in this movie. Oh, in, yeah. a, in, a, in a movie oh, yeah. full of characters who are not all very that good. <laughs> I don't understand the casting of Jean-Claude Van Damme as Guile. <laughs> He's supposed to be like the American, right? He's and they cast charisma. He's anti charisma. I know why they cast Jean Claude Van Damme because he fights. Because Capcom was obsessed with him, and yeah, Capcom well. financed this movie, and uh-huh. Capcom had final say on everything that went on in this movie, and mm-hmm. Capcom kind of sabotaged this movie. Capcom for this piece of crap. Lord. Oh yeah, yeah. You can blame Capcom for even more because they 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 <laughs> agreed that this movie would be would get made the only the condition that they put one of the conditions that they put in there was that this movie had to be made for uh, i think christmas 1994 yep. and when they signed it was christmas 1993 so within a year oh, Jesus. they had to go to script so writing pre-production production post-production everything that explains with so not much to everyone. mention that yeah. this was supposed to launch an entire franchise cinematic universe that they had <laughs> that they wanted to do that this film was going to set up and then they were going to continually profit off this huge you franchise know, of Street Fighter movies. That makes sense. Oh, this movie looks out. so cheap too. That's the other thing. It feels like a, a fair, like a a somewhat well-made, but not that well-made. Like it, a somewhat well-made YouTube movie from... <laughs> 
the early 2010s. That's what this movie feels like. Because when they went to Thailand to shoot, they were promised good studios. And then they got there and they were like, what the hell is this crap that we have to shoot in? And they could only, and they were 15 days behind budget uh, production by the time that they finished Thailand. They had to try and make up time in Australia. And then when they went to Vancouver to shoot some stuff, uh, they were basically told that the film's going to get an R rating. You have to basically cut everything you just shot because it's going to be too much because it's oh it's going to be you know, scale, if you like oh, this is like blade trinity like if you if you know the crap that went like blade trinity is a garbage movie i street love fighter, blade trinity it's a, street fighter is a garbage movie so much more fun if you than know street what fighter. happened behind the scenes making both blade trinity and street fighter you're like Wow, they turned out way better than they should. That's how I. That's how I feel about the Hobbit. In all honesty, I mean, the uh, first Hobbit's good, but like, that's how I feel about the Hobbit. Like, if you knew what happened behind the scenes, like, oh you'd God. be amazed. See, Monty, I watched I thought, the I Lindsay Ellis videos on the Hobbit. Monty, I thought your brain would have gone to being like, "Oh, I guess Sagat and Vega are a couple," and then you'd be so fixated yeah. on that that you would just—that's exactly what happened. No, I, listen, listen. The fact that this movie was so boring that I couldn't even enjoy that aspect of this movie was like literally all I was thinking about was like, why is why does Vega's like standing like this in a prison, like in a prison, um, like whatever prison bullshit they were in? It's like he has no dialogue. He has to do. He has something. no. He's there to look pretty and be a bodyguard. I I love this so much because it was literally like, look at this man. He's so tough. He's so badass. It's like, oh, he's pretty. And then now he all he gets to do is stand beside his boss. That's literally what the video game Vega does. Like, he was the most accurate video game of any video game movie I've actually seen. Like were... any video game movie, the new Tomb Raider, that's nothing like Lara Croft. Uh... Sonic is nothing like Sonic. <laughs> Vega had it on down pat. Like, like that's how Vega should Literally be. Literally what he is. <laughs> to like... be fair, yeah. No, I had like, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I know that, uh, who's the actor for Raul Silva? Was Raul Julia. Raul Julia, yeah. He was amazing but i also really just liked sagat like he was he was the one guy in this movie who's like what the fuck is going on like it's like um a bison is like in his own world doing stupid bullshit and sagat is just here like i'm just trying to sell weapons there are are three people that saved this movie all of them are villains yes save this movie from the train wreck that it is it's raul julia for one 100%. And you know what? I will even argue this man should have gotten an Oscar nomination for this. That is one of the best. Because the the amount of the heavy lifting, yeah. Yeah, of lifting that this man did while dying of cancer, by the way, because he was so weak when they were trying to make this movie. And they had to move production around just to, just so he can, he can, um, he could like bulk up a little bit. So the fact that he was this good, and I know he read the script and was probably like, okay, I know what kind of movie this is. I know how I'm going to play this. And just went with it and went there. So number one, he holds oh this entire God. movie together. Two, Sagat, West Studi. Sagat is wonderful. Plays Sagat. Yeah. He's amazing. He's so good. He hands He's it up so perfectly. Yeah. And DJ. Everyone forgets about the yes. DJ. Yes. Dude, his <laughs> reactions are the it's best. Oh, yeah. yeah but <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> boss. Your, your enemy is dead. Like, no, this is the most terrible thing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
he's you like Tugging was a black guy from Wisconsin putting on a Jamaican accent. Like you could like, just like when, when Bison is like he's like okay we DJ we will die now we will stand and fight and DJ is like yup he's nodding his head and slowly backing away. <laughs> I freaking love my fr- so so I love the fact that he's like fake doing a fake Jamaican accent and then he's like it's uh, you promised me all like the, the 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 fortunes of Africa and I'm just like where are you from and my my head canon I like to pretend I like to pretend in my mind that the character in this movie is just doing a bunch of bullshit um, uh, uh, accents. He's just, he is just a black guy from Wisconsin. <laughs> he's just like, he's to like do whatever. He's trying to like match whatever drama his boss is doing. Cause he's just here to, for the money. He's just, I'll do whatever. I'll do whatever bullshit you want. <laughs> Right. Another guy that I really, really <laughs> like in the <laughs> movie is Zangief. Zangief? Zangief? <laughs> Change the channel! <laughs> oh my god, this is Everyone so good. Zangief is wonderful. straight up is just like metagaming the movie. He's just doing that role and he's just like, why are you doing this? He's like, because uh, they're paying me a whole bunch of money. Like, he was like, that line like, was 100% not paid. The best line in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he's just lost my mind. It's like, wait. And like, Guile has has no idea that this guy switched sides yes, <laughs> at the like, end yeah. he's like yeah <laughs> high five buddy <laughs> were you a double agent through your shitty plan yeah. too <laughs> there's a thing about this thing there's three things that this film really has going for it it's got these the villains mm-hmm. almost all the villains mm-hmm. it's so campy mm-hmm. and then Raul Julia his performance in this is is wonderful and uh, I forgot what the th- third thing was. His one delivery of being like, the day that I I showed up at your village was the worst oh, day in yes. his life. Mm-hmm. And, but for me, it was Tuesday. I was like, yo, that's a villain line. That's I've like one of the greatest that. all-time villain burns. Yeah. I was yeah. like, that, don't that remember? Is, oh, yeah. my father. <laughs> <laughs> that was Tuesday for me back. Anyway, so so I love Ming Na Wen. I will say that her acting in this movie was not very good at all. I I, I I love her her acting was not very good. It's more that she she doesn't realize what movie she's in. I guess, yeah, a little bit of that, right? Like, I mean, she she excels in like I mean, both animated and TV roles, like she's been amazing. But in this particular movie, she doesn't seem to know whether or not to ham it up or to be serious. And she's kind of stuck in that middle. She knows how to play a badass. Like yeah. the yeah. last point before we go into the actual the actual summary. Okay. We'll do a little summary. She knows how to play. Oh my god, about that. Yeah, go on. Well, there's not much plot in this movie. Anyway. Um, no, it's like, it's Mina when she knows how to be like a pure badass. But mm-hmm. I feel like this with this movie, she's not sure. She's like, am I supposed to be a badass or am I not? Because she's she's sexualized the entire movie. Mm-hmm. He, like all the men make like like really bad comments towards her, yep. and then like she's supposed to be like damsel in distress versus like actual um uh assassin and i don't even think she knew what the hell was going on during yeah it's like flight. they kind of like yeah. they, her character kind of flipped on a dime it, i i i don't like the fact that we had to look at her and her like her badass like huge her muscly arms like when she's in that dress and you're still like oh but like she's the she's the lady she's like oh what? <laughs> I feel like her character was rewritten during production, which it does there feel were like it. there were many rewrites happening during production because Capcom mm-hmm. kept wanting to add characters. So yeah, I can see just, how that should have just gone with Jackie happened. Chan. No, anyway. no, exactly. <laughs> one, um, it remind me of uh, one. The, I think the core problem of this movie is that it doesn't have a protagonist. There is no and, and with no protagonist, 
there is no plot. There is yeah. no storyline you're really following. The, the guy I found myself being attached to to, to more is Bison. Right. Because of, <laughs> yeah. of Raul Julia, most, yeah. mostly. His it's acting so... was decent. His his arc actually, I... although insane, because eventually they just they just say you're insane. And because at the entire time, I'm like Bison, your plots make no sense. Like, yeah, you kidnap these people and then you hold them for hijacking and then you invest in technology to make you fly. And then you're also doing super soldier, like evil things. Like what? what? And then eventually they're just like, dude, it's crazy. Like, have you not realized that, man? But we will go into a quick summary of Street Fighter, the movie. Can and I? Spoiler alert for a, what, a 20, bad plot. 25 year old movie, something like that. Yeah, can I can I just can I just before we start the plot, can I just say something that happens at the very beginning of the movie that boggles the mind, and then then we go into the rest of the summary if that's okay with you guys. Uh, all right, what, what is, is your? It is point? when I started the movie. I, I'll admit I was like, okay, I'm gonna start this movie. I'm gonna grab some stuff. I'm gonna listen, and I thought I got to the middle of the movie because for some reason everyone was like, oh. Guile, you badass. I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> From the start of the movie, they're trying to convince you that Guile's a badass with no recourse. There is no reason to think that this man is the important one. And then for the rest of the movie, they just keep that up. And I'm like, I don't like him. <laughs> who is he? Why am I supposed to like, is this just like, oh, it's it's Jean-Claude Van Damme. You know he's the hero. Like, I don't give a shit. Is who he is though? He? He's like, he's from the beginning. They're like, ah, like he, he shouts, at like a, a, a television screen and everyone's like, ah, Mr. Guile. And I'm like, who? It's like, it's like they're trying to, they're trying to pass him off as like this world Superman. Because like if it was Superman, you'd know, like, okay, we know it's Superman. We know like he's the big yeah. shot, but no, it's just a random guy. I'm like, here's the thing, Mozzie. It's 1994, the biggest video game of pretty much outside of Tetris and Mario Brothers hits the shelves mm-hmm. um, instead of being from arcade. Like everyone knew who Guile was. Mm-hmm. But either way, so okay. uh, spoiler alert, I guess, even though, uh, <laughs> all right. So in the fictional Southeast Asian country, Shadowloo, I mean, probably close to Thailand, um, a supposed, and I say in quotations, civil war breaks out between the allied nations and Shadowloo. <laughs> Allies being led by the over-hyper-masculine American William Guile, played by Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, and Shadowloo being led by the evil dictator M. Bison, played by Rahul Julia. Um, and it's M. Bison because they didn't know his name. We'll get back to that in real-world talk in a second. Bison uh, has captured 60 Allied Nation relief workers And after being taunted by Guile via live news broadcast, Bison gives the world three days and the governments to pay up $20 billion as ransom to save these relief workers' lives. It is discovered by Bison that Guile has a close friend who who was captured by M. Bison um, and through the most ridiculous game of word association ever, (laughs) finds out who he is and decides to test his super soldier program on him that turns soldiers into cold-hearted monster killers with the help of his lead scientist slash prisoner, 
Who is a playable character, by the way? It is nothing like that. Can I just say it? We gotta finish. Let him finish his summary. It's already hard, Josh. Is this gonna be a bonus? Is the video gonna be a bonus content? Because you're gonna see everyone losing their minds. Such a ridiculous summary. I'm not even like a third of the way through. So, uh, meanwhile, while all of that is happening, uh, two American con artists, Ken Masters <laughs> and Ryu Hoshi, attempt to con arms dealers and allies to Bison, Sagat, and are caught and forced to fight in, for Sagat's entertainment. However, they are saved when Guile coincidentally busts the fighting event and arrests everyone for breaking curfew that was only announced 15 minutes before the fight started. Realizing that he is arrested, Sagat, Guile figures he could use Ryu and Ken as untrained, unreliable spies, clearly putting their lives in dangers, in a harebrained scheme <laughs> in, which Guile or, uh, in which Guile blackmails Ken and Ryu to help them go undercover, fake Sagat's, or fake Sagat's prison escape, and then infiltrate Bison's headquarters with nothing but a tracking device. Now, simultaneously to that happening, <laughs> Chung Lee, played by Disney princess slash Star Wars actor slash Marvel superhero Ming Ya Wen, uh, and her two-person news crew, uh, Balrog, a boxer who was had his career ruined by Bison somehow, and a Hawaiian sumo wrestler, <laughs> Edward Honda. <laughs> decide to unwittingly use Guile's plan to plant a tracking device on the prison escapees and also hunt down Bison herself due to a personal vendetta. Also a stupid plan. And while all this is happening, <laughs> Guile is told to step down from his position so that the allied uh, soldiers can actually pay the ransom to save the relieved soldiers' lives. Guile disobeys, quits the army? <laughs> and giving the best <laughs> pre Independence Day, pre Braveheart, pre oh Lord of the Rings, pre Pacific <laughs> <laughs> he, he quits. He quits his job. We'll just say that, um, <laughs> and manages to convince a select group of fighters to infiltrate Bison's base. Chun Li, Honda and Balrog eventually learn of Ryu and Ken's mission while trying to blow up the arms that were being sold to M. Bison and decided to team up and infiltrate the base themselves, but are quickly double-crossed by Ken and Ryu, which earns Ken and Ryu's trust with M. Bison and Sagat. Once captured, Ken and Ryu double-cross Sagat and Bison to free Chang Li and her allies who are currently being tortured. Then, after they go after Bison, they are caught again. But rather than just shooting them in place, Bison decides to have them watch his super soldier weapon kill the allied nation captives because the world wouldn't pay him $20 billion. But instead of a genetically engineered soldier coming out of the floor to attack all the hostages, 
Bam, Guile. <laughs> he might as well be a Kyle. He's so he's so black. It's Guile who snuck into the base to save his friend Charlie, who is now a mutated super soldier monster. The gang manages to simultaneously break free of the restraints while Guile is fighting and Bison and free all of the prisoners and lead them to freedom. Guile's fight with Bison. I can't even finish the sentence. This is so ridiculous. Hold on. <laughs> Guile fights Bison one on one. But Bison has an electromagnetic fighting suit that allows him to fly and shoot lightning. Guile manages to kick him in the head in standard Jean-Claude Van Damme fashion, and Bison loses control of his new suit weapon and flies into the monitor and explodes. Lose control is... (laughs) (laughs) Ryu and Ken, and for some reason this movie they keep calling him Ryu, which I don't understand. But Ryu and Ken learn that conning people is not the way to go. And the team successfully removes the dictator in good old American fashion until the end credit scenes reveals that Bison is still alive, setting up a sequel that will never happen. Uh, actually, if Mortal Kombat comes out and it's decent, then it will eventually happen. No, there won't be a sequel to this. No, it'll be a reboot. They'll probably try to reboot Street Fighter. But I, I don't even think they'll do that. So, oh. yeah. All right, box office. All right, box office. I'll be quick on this one because there's not a whole lot to talk about with this. I tried to be quick on the summary. You know, you can't. (laughs) There's like four stories going on at the same time, and none of them fit. But okay, so um, Street Fighter was made for a budget of thirty-five million dollars. It was mostly financed by Capcom, uh, which is why they basically had final say on every aspect of the production. Uh, it was mandated for a December 1994 release, uh, of which it opened to number three uh, at the box office with only $6,859,000. Uh, it ended up grossing $33,423,521 at the uh, domestic box office, which is below its $35 million, uh, budget, but it did manage to gross a worldwide total uh, of 99 million four hundred thirty one thousand dollars and with uh syndication and video sales this this movie it has turned uh i would say it's a commercial success for the studio (laughs) however commercial success and and enough want to make another film (laughs) are two completely different things uh the film has an astonishing 10 percent on rotten tomatoes of 39 reviews and IMDb uh, user score has a 4.0 out of 10 uh, out of 66,000 votes. Um, And I do want to mention that 15 years later, they did make a kind of reboot slash prequel slash other Street Fighter movie, which I think if you watch both of these together, you'll see the difference between a good fun, bad, uh, sorry, a fun, bad movie and just a bad movie. But I forgot about yes. the, I forgot yeah. about the Legend of Chun Li. Yeah. Oh man, I used to pick that one. It's so, no. Oh god, it's no. So much worse. About. There'd be nothing to talk about with that yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Just this, it's bad. It's bad here. It's bad there. He, he, okay, here's the thing. This movie um, is objectively bad, but it's to the point where you can tell that some of the actors know that it's bad and just kind of run with it. And those actors are the ones that like make this movie. Like the actor playing Vega knew this was a bad movie. The actor playing DJ knew this was a bad movie. Um, I have no idea how 
Raul Man, Raul, Raul, can't pronounce that. Raul. 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 There we go. Oh, yeah. I have no idea how how Raul managed to pull off the acting chops while having cancer in this movie. In a movie that was everything was completed in pretty much less than a year. Well, like, he knew he knew that this was gonna, probably going to be his last movie, and he wanted to do it for his kids, which is why he signed on onto it. And I think regardless of whether he thought it was going to be bad or not, it was like, hey, like I want to do this for them, right? So yeah, yeah. Plus, I mean. I- Apparently he was like the the dream to work with on this movie. Like even Absolute with that legend. and all, apparently everyone enjoyed working with him. I cannot say the same thing for Jean Claude Van Damme, who basically was snorting cocaine throughout this entire production. Oh and- my god! It shows. It shows. It shows. It shows. Actually, only movies when the <laughs> actors show. are on drugs or drunk while filming. Oh my god! This is the problem so with much. the film is that it's campy, <laughs> and it could have been like. Oh yeah, <laughs> sorry. This is one of the problems with this <laughs> one film. One of the many problems of this film. This could have been just like a campy fun film, but then you cast people like Jean Claude Van Damme who cannot carry that. Like all the dialogue that he has when he's talking, he has all these zingers, They're and bad. he can't sell any of them. First of all, it's his accent gets in the way, but also he 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 just he just cannot act. The amount of zingers he had in ADR. So he's like clearly been running away from an explosion and he's like a clear as day zinger. Like at the very end, like something's blowing up and he's just like, looks like your time is sky high. And he's like sprinting away from the explosion Mm -hmm. and his mouth isn't moving. And there's an ADR zinger. I'm like, was that in his head? Like, (laughs) I feel, I feel really particularly bad because on the one, because I remember other characters with one zinger or two zingers who were 10,000 times more enjoyable and likable than John Club than them. Oh yeah. Um, I feel bad about uh, that one guy who was supposed to be Ryu. And then, do you know about this one? Oh, so, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, the guy was that. supposed to be Ryu, and then he they couldn't understand his accent, which, I mean, John claude Van Damme, first of all. So that shouldn't have been an excuse. But um, <laughs> the guy was supposed to be Ryu. Uh, he, unfortunately, like, they because they couldn't, like, understand his accent, um, they, they recast Ryu and had him as that random Japanese um, soldier guy in the Allied Forces who just got quite a few lines, but... It's it's so sad. It's like but his dude. accent was very hard to, to yeah. Understand. I mean, to Wasn't be fair, but in Japanese though, to Mignawen, um, I don't when, remember. The, when no to Cami when Cami was trying to like find a way open and for some reason Paul Rock found boxing gloves somewhere somewhere and somewhere. there's like a Japanese guy that's like talking in Japanese and Cami looks at him and then Mignawen is just like this is how you do it. Was that supposed to be Ryu? I don't know. I mean yes. I don't remember that scene. Yeah, that's one. And he shows yeah. up later to to when they're trying to find the feed oh. into the Bisonopolis kind of uh, yeah. model, that... and then the stupid Godzilla noises as Balrog, not as Honda <laughs> and Zangief are fighting. Oh, I love that moment. Oh my god! No, oh my god! I... <laughs> like what the hell is moment. going on? This is the this is probably going to be better than the Godzilla versus Kong movie that's oh, coming out this year. Okay. But but that the, the jokes are so random like they don't they're not even like like they're not even part of the uh, of the actual plot or anything like that like they're just these random true. sound bites. I I laughed at one joke. I laughed at one joke. I laughed real hard. I had to pause it. It was when Honda's being tortured, uh, and then the guy leaves, and Honda goes to, or Balrog's like, "I got this chain. Give me a hand." And then Balrog, everyone looks at him. He's just like, 
I've only been in jail for two hours. Give it a month and then maybe I'll give you a hand. And I died. Like, <laughs> that was a good line. I was dying. I was like, what? That was, that was like, like I, I, I felt like I got smacked across the face by that line. I was just like, God, I'm so bored. I'm so bored. I'm so bored. And then I'm so bored. It's kind of just like. I laughed a lot during this film. Yeah. I yeah. laughed. Right. Some was intentional. Way better. I mean, this could be like an Austin Bowers kind of film. It yes. has to have been intentional. It had to have been intentional. Like you, you don't, you don't have like Godzilla Kong sound effects and some and a sumo wrestler and a, I guess USSR wrestler and at the time yes USSR are like no, no, no. fighting. After, that was ninety four was after. What? what? I guess it's just yeah. like post oh, right Fighter off, right oh, off the t- no, right off the end of the because in Street Fighter in Street Fighter Two they actually say like Zangi's from USSR. Like in oh, okay, okay, but it was Street Fighter Two, the new fighters. So I think they changed that because you know the world. Um, yeah, but like you can't put like Godzilla sound effects while two heavyweights are smashing a toy town in the background and not know that it's meant to be a comedic thing, like. 100% it's meant to be funny. The problem is watching it now you're just like is this supposed to be funny or are you like deliberately making poor choices? I like, I think it was meant to be a funny movie. We didn't even do a rating system. So before we go any further, I want to give like a, a, a general rating of what I they think. Not. I refuse. <laughs> I will not. I cannot give this any higher than a 3 out of 10. I, I, I really had a great time watching this. I, I really I did, but like it's it's such a bad movie. Like there's nothing good about this. <laughs> there is. It's, no, it's, no, it's, it's comic gold. Don't get me wrong. Like this is it's like that room thing where the room, you can't argue it's a good movie, but god damn, it's hilarious. Like, yeah, but the room is like this one works when it's funny because it wants to be funny. The room works because it's funny when it doesn't try to be. I don't be. know. I think there's I think they like they tried to make a serious-minded movie here. They no. they tried. They no. failed completely because, I, and then and then I think they gave up in the editing room and just was like, whatever. It's not like change the channel or the Godzilla thing or. Well, there's you can DJ. have you can have humor. You can you can have humor, but and like this kind you know, of humor. I think the intent going into making Street Fighter was to make a serious-minded movie, but I think what happened along the way was all the, year re- all the rewrites, the rush, the like. Stephen E. D'Souza, he's he's been around. He's a he's a writer. He's a screenwriter. He's he's written some great action screenplays. He wrote this, Die Hard. Yeah, exactly. This was his directing. <laughs> this was his first time as a director. And so, depending on who you listen to, either he was a complete pushover and everyone was just throwing ideas, and he didn't really know how to rein everything in. Obviously, but I also think he was just way too stressed out with what Capcom was asking, demanding, having to deal with Jean Claude Van Damme having like affairs on the set too and everything like that, like sm- not showing up to set, smoking, like snorting crack or cocaine, sorry. Like, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing though. We, I, when you take it into the context of 1994 video game based movie, knowing your target market, I mean, this is the same time that like, what, um, Mortal Kombat, Legend, like Mortal Kombat, legends or whatever was on like global tv like the actual tv live action and like hercules and xena and and mortal car like they were all the the feel that this show this movie i should say actually did at the time 
pretty much is on par to what video game adaptations were doing at the time. Like, I think it's 100%, yes, Capcom's fault, but I also think that Capcom 100% knew their target market. They knew the exact people who were watching this movie and knew they didn't try to make it a Jurassic Park. They didn't try to make it like, to an extent, cutthroat island kind of feel. They just... They just knew that like, this is what people want and it's not gonna be good, but hell, it'll be interesting and it'll be funny. And I think some actors just weren't given that memo. Some were like, this is a serious movie. And some were just like, this is a joke movie. And they never had and that one was Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was high on cocaine. It's... I should just pick movies where the lead actors are high on drugs and I wanna um... see like what happens. Maybe the next one's Mario Brothers the movie. <laughs> no, let's do that. No, but they I, think, I, think I don't reason... know. I don't. I don't think Capcom had any clue what they were doing. I don't think Stephen E. D'Souza even had a clue what was going on because I think he was just at some point just just tapped out by this disaster. I, I, I genuinely think that um, this movie. I I didn't even enjoy it except for the characters. But like, I I think the reason I didn't enjoy this movie is how much of John Claude Van Damme was in it. Because at some point I just started like wanting to just skip every scene he was in because he is anti he's anti charisma. Oh yeah. So I, I, <laughs> but but he is what American what America is. He he is he is the way Americans see him in the role is how the world sees America. Like this um, big bully who uh, yeah. who's obnoxious. Who is uh, who thinks who, he's a bad oh my god. Who right, is a so, um? He's a he's a night. He's a dem, he's a was it called? a diplomatic nightmare? Like this guy is like doing war crimes left and right, and oh yeah, it's just like, yeah. like he the, scene, the scene where he's he's pretending to be dead for some reason. Yeah, no, and, and he lies there. there. And he <laughs> lies there, and then he goes to Chun Li. Oh, this war is not about your personal vendetta. And then she leaves, and he goes, "It's about mine." And I'm like, yeah. "Are you nuts?" Like, like you're think about creating this. man this is the worst. Like he's worse than fucking for, for your own vet own. He's like, worse than bison. My God. But, but when you think about this, when you think about how Guile acted, and you look at like American politics and history, no, he is perfect. Now, he is perfect. Exact, so you're like, oh man, this is ridiculous. I'm just like, no, I think that like America sending a rogue agent to try and kill another dictator when there are diplomatic issues on the sideline um is, is, a, is a thing that america would just do like that, that it, yeah exactly and that. because and because in the game everyone is essentially stereotyped to the country they are from like kyle <laughs> is stereotyped to america you have to be like let's take all of america and shove it into one character for a director to understand the nuances of what America is, shove them into an actor and like, look, man, I know this is like- it's coked up actors. Some of it's who you are, some of it's my writing, but damn, I'll be, I'll be damned if you don't emulate exactly what America is in 1994. Okay, please don't yeah. give the credit to the director like he knew what he was doing. I, Come on. There's no, like, I, I, I agree that there's oh, a difference between how, Amer how America sees themselves and how the rest of the world sees America in Guile. But that was not intentional. Was, That's just Jean-Claude Van Damme being an egomaniac and just saying oh, lines that that were poorly written, anyways, and just just delivering not making these them like making horrible, them work yeah. Worse. Like if Arnold Schwarzenegger was saying these lines, they'd be great. They'd be yeah, like, oh. actually, yeah, no, yeah. I think yeah. I, I would have liked this movie like ten thousand times better if Arnold Schwarzenegger and his like bad accent were <laughs> Guile. At least he would be he would be more um more uh 
likable. Like he'd be less of a jerkwad, even if he's still doing- This is also the thing with Jean-Claude Van Damme, because I I used to be a fan of his movies. And this is one of the first movies where he's playing this more like badass type person. Normally he's like an everyman who's trying to do something, but he just happens to be really good at kicking people's ass. And so there's that- there's that aspect, like kind of like back in the 90s, you know, you had like the Jet Lees and the Wesley Snipes. Well, Wesley Snipes was a little more cocky, but like, you know, like you had those characters. And so he had an audience and, an, and, a, and, a, and yeah, there was that myth that every guy wanted to be like him because the way, of his muscles and the way he would fight and whatnot. But um, like this movie, he's just so miscast and right? just so I mean, not it's, it's like- hard. Uncharismatic, and he completely should have gone with like Dolph Lundgren. No, if they wanted I to, mean, somebody who could fight, who had that that kind of body, and who can act better than this, I guess. See, that's the <laughs> thing. That's why I don't think this film was made with the intention to be to be bad. Like maybe that sure can't be yes, but Cap neither Capcom nor Stephen Agee Susan knew the audience for this movie, because back in the day. Street Fighter 2 was like the biggest arcade game. People loved that yeah. game. I was more just of a Mortal Kombat fan myself, but like I knew people that just loved Street Fighter. And I remember how excited they were to watch this movie. And I remember them going to see this movie and coming back being like, what the, what the hell was that? Like it was yeah. a complete slap in the face to anyone that enjoyed the game. There's a campiness to it for sure. But, and you can maybe look back on it Not nostalgia enough. wise. Yeah, you can maybe look at back on it in a nostalgia and say, yeah, it's enjoyable as a bad, fun movie, but like they they completely missed the mark on this one. Yeah, and, and to add to that, there's the movie's called Street Fighter. There is no street fighting in the film. There is no street in the film. <laughs> and the, the only moment that's like like the game is when Vega and Ryu are gonna yes. fight. And then it gets interrupted by by Jean-Claude Van Damme. I think he didn't. That's what John Glenn does in this movie. That one scene is exactly what he does in this entire movie. It's interrupt better people. (laughs) Here's okay, here's the thing though, right? Like in in 1994, and you know what? I I if if I were directing this movie and if a lot of people were directing the movie in 1994, you said, look, we need someone who's capable of pulling off a flash kick, which is like Guile's signature move. So you need someone who's agile, someone who's a fighter, and someone who looks like they can be American. You're gonna be like, I guess, like at the time, you're gonna be Jean Claude Van Damme. Like it's the Dolph 19, not Jeff Longren could not do a flash kick to save his life. He's not agile enough. He's too much of a he's too much of a beast. This guy's doing Rocky Four. This guy's doing what Conan? Not Conan. Um, was it Conan? He Man. Um, yes, He Man. He's doing He Man. Like he's too bulky to play Guile. Like if you're looking at casting. And you needed star power in 1994 for that movie. Your only option is pretty much Jean Claude Van Damme. But can you be too bulky to play Guile? Yes, absolutely, you can. Like for for like Street Fighter Two, you need someone who's able to do like backflips in the air and do kicks and stuff like that. Like he's too like he wouldn't anyone else wouldn't fit that. Like got like if you were to do the the Street Fighter for kind of guile where it was very much like shoulders down head down kind of bulks or heavy hitting like haymakers if you were to if you were to pick that that guile that was developed now in like the like 2010 2015 absolutely Dolph Lundgren or Schwarzenegger fine but guile back in Street Fighter 2 he was way too slim to be doing any of that stuff 
right? Um, like that that wouldn't work for Guile. Like just looking at like character wise. So I like I can't think of another 1994 actor with fighting skills and the star power to make this movie what it was. You like, yes, is it coincidental that they wanted to to, to portray America, which is a very egotistical country, and Jean-Claude Van Damme, who's a very egotistical person, and it just happened to work that way? Sure. But you can't, I think you're pretty much stuck at that point. Like, that's who you got. Um, like, I think they tried to be inclusive without being stereotypical, even though the game is incredibly stereotypical, right? Like, if this movie was based off the game and the manga and all that fun stuff, it, yeah, it'd be way better, but it would be closer to having, like, um, what's it called? Uh, Escape from LA kind of feel. Like, that's how it would end up being. And you watch the animated one, and you're like, this is a pretty much a boring version of Escape from LA with Chung Lee being Snake Bliskin. Like, that's how it would work. Um, but they knew they they know their target audience. They knew that in in one year they had to make a movie that is meant for people who play the video game. That's well, they, it. they knew their target audience. They would have scenes of them fighting. <laughs> More they had no yeah. clue who their target audience was for I this. I don't think they did. And they I... they they like even Stephen E. D'Souza wanted fighting in the game like from the game like he wanted to take some of the fighting and like the, the ryu and, and and vega fight they wanted to have their them actually do the moves even when he tries to do his like hadouken they didn't have the money and the budget to actually do the effect well, so that's why they had the stupid flashed white light in in there because they didn't have the money <laughs> could in the you, could you imagine? because they were told afterwards so so yeah. apparently he he went back to vancouver to shoot that fight like right like choreographed like how they would have fought in the game and then they were to and then they were told oh it's too violent you have to cut it down so they had to cut around it and vega was supposed to fall on his um <sighs> on his claw but instead he just falls down yeah i was like but why did you leave fair, vega like why did you leave him yeah. which is, which is fair so knowing the background of what capcom and nintendo and sega were doing at the time that makes sense because in 1994 like they're literally in the Supreme Court with Nintendo and Sega being yep. like, hey, how do we discuss violence in video games because America is stupid? I think and it was Nintendo, a shooting around that time too. Yeah, Nintendo uh -huh. legitimately threw Sega under the bus in front of the Supreme Court of the United States. They went, the judges went to Sega and they said, do video games affect violence? And Sega was like, nope. Here's our information. Here's why. Here's our independent researchers. Video games do not make children violent. This has nothing to do with anything. Nintendo's like, Sega's wrong. Here's our bias research, and we'll prove it with our Street Fighter 2 coming out at Christmas for all the kids, and we're going to take all the blood and gore out while Sega releases Mortal Kombat. Nintendo straight up sold out Sega, and they're like, oh, great. You have no violence and no blood in your video game coming out, and they're just like, oh, shit. We have a fighting movie that's going to be directly tied to the marketing of this video of this of this movie. We can't like we can't have the video game portray that violence doesn't affect children and then release an ultra violent movie during the time this is filming. They had to Capcom was like, you just won this lawsuit. Like, don't push your luck. 
cut all of this stuff out. So yeah, well, they had the some MPAA, moves. not so much Capcom, but well, yeah, but Capcom ties with them. But like some moves were visible in the movie, but they weren't like performed well. Like you had uh, Ryu and Ken do the Rolling Thunders. You had the uh, Tatsu. Well, Guile does the flip kick, kick too. Yeah, the world the whirlwind kick the. Tatsu something, I can't remember how to pronounce it. Mm -hmm. They had his weird flashlight Hadouken. They had the rolling thunder from Ken and Ryu. They had um, his Shoryuken that he does in a fight, which is him just putting his arm up and spinning, but whatever. Uh, you had Kami's tornado kick. Uh, they had Edward Honda's 100 hand slap. Like, I'm watching the movie and I'm like, I can see they had Slagot's tiger knee. They had Adon's, or not, uh, DJ's. Uh, forget what his move is called but they had that in there um the only one that didn't have one of their special moves was chung lee and balrog but this balrog is kind of gloves on so i mean like that counts somehow like, i did oh, prison but this, kind of the, but this is kind of the problem though that this move they they had no clue what they were doing because it's like it's like if all of this is happening and you want to make a video game, a movie based on a video game that is being talked about as potentially a viol like causing violence to kids, then you have to figure out a way to translate the game to a film that's accessible to everyone, not just like the 10 year olds that I liked can... playing the game, which they didn't even like the movie anyway. Like Motsi was sitting here bored out of her mind because this movie is so unrelatable to anyone that isn't outside of like a, a 10 year old that grew up watching this game and has like a nostalgia for this, for the movie's badness. With like the, that's literally this, this, this movie's audience right now. With the extent, with, with the exception of Detective Pikachu, I don't think any video game movie has ever stayed true to the source material. I would argue Mortal Kombat within the parameters of, of the PG Mortal Kombat gets Mortal Kombat within the parameters of PG thirteen rating. I think Silent Hill also Silent Hill is very uh, close too. Yeah, I mean, like regardless game. of your of your of your thought on Silent, I didn't say I didn't say whether it was good or bad. I'm just saying that like it's difficult to take a video game which has experienced a different way than a movie and have the same like. Yeah. ideas translate into film and i no, think that, like, that's 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 fair if you look but at, I do if think you look that... at sonic, sonic the hedgehog right like they got everything wrong from sonic the hedgehog and there's been like archie comics on that on the lore there's been the stories all set up and they were just like yeah let's not even bother looking at this movie i feel it's like an alternate reality mortal Kombat, where it's or mortal Kombat, alternate reality street fighter where it's just like these characters exist but uh Ryu and Ken are con artists instead of you know Japanese fighters and we're gonna make this sumo wrestler Hawaiian and we're gonna make the main bad guy Balrog a good guy apparently uh they didn't even mention that Zang where Zangief was from probably because of the you know USSR Cold War scenario going on I think I think we knew and and the international so one of the other things that happened with this with this with the characters anyways is that like the translations were screwed up worldwide so in like every other I guess non-eastern country Bison's name is supposed to be M. Bison, supposed to be a playoff Michael Tyson, which is supposed to be Balrog. The black guy is supposed to be M. Bison. Uh, Balrog translates the claw 
which is supposed to be Vega. And Vega translates to dictator. <laughs> like they literally named them after the translations of the names. And then they were just like, oh, we might get sued by Michael, by, by, by Mike Tyson after the whole punch out scenario that happened. And they couldn't put his name on anything because they were like, oh, Mike Tyson and can't be associated with Nintendo. So then when that's happening, Street Fighter is just like, oh crap. We can't have this guy have a black boxer from America who rigs fighters named Michael Bison. That won't work. Change the translations for Western cultures. And now I'm watching this movie and I'm just like, why did you make the bad guys good and the good guys bad? And I'm like, oh, it's because you have no idea what the hell you're doing. Like, I think they, they literally took a handful of darts and threw it at a wall and it just happened to make the shape of a penis and it was hilarious. Like, <laughs> like that, that is the, probably the best way to summarize this movie is that just like, you have no idea what you're doing, but the outcome was hilarious. Yeah. Like it's such a bad movie, but also I can't say that I did not enjoy myself watching it. I literally made a list of everything that was hilarious in this movie. That's fair. Um, no, I mean, I also have like, I have some things I actually would have written down a list if I was enjoying myself, but the, the, um, the, I can't, stealth, mode, the stealth mode on, on Guile's vehicle was actually better and better depicted than the stealth mode in Wonder Woman 1984. No, it wasn't. Yeah, I haven't seen. No, 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 no. I meant like, of the, I meant like, of the, of the boat like disappeared, but there's still no, no, no. water, like water moving. No, no, no. Yeah. The, boat, the boat did. The boat didn't disappear. The boat, the boat was still visible. The well, they're, like, was, they're like, we turned but on. They're, no, they're like, watching. No, like Bison and his crew are watching the video, the cameras outside. They're like, there's something there, but we can't see it. And they literally see the water moving where the boat- Did was. I miss a scene? The water because splash like, is there, they, but the boat isn't there. Did so I miss you a scene? Know where the boat is. When they, well, first, also, when, they also. First turned, when they first turned it on, the camera paused and the vehicle was still visible no, on trust, the trust, water. Trust, the water right. is not there when they finally figured out. Well, then, that, then yeah. that's ridiculous. Yeah, like when I mean, they finally figured it out, the 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 water the the boat is missing like the boat isn't there in the shot but the water is just splashing wait, back so before forth. that they were like looking at the boat and they could see it and then they clipped the no, they can't see the, the boat they can see the water the movement of the water where the boat is but they can't see the boat it's the stupidest is, effect like that on is the planet. so stupid <laughs> i was like i was just like wow like i'm watching it and you can still see like there's a scene where they turn it on and it has like little waves on it but was that just for the audience to see like was there was there a scene where literally just like the audience is looking at the boat and can see the boat and then when Bison's looking through the camera the boat disappears was that I was that a legit thing I need to hold on I'm, I'm rewinding it right now I thought it was ridiculous that he had oh, uh, his name on the boat he had his name on everything <laughs> yeah oh, but he's, he's supposed yeah. to be dead yeah Guile supposed to be dead and everything and he has his name on the boat like advertising his his living self while he while he's going on stealth. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And okay, also, uh, and I'll say this another part where I laughed really hard. Guile has this meeting with all secure soldiers in this room, and he's ready to like talk about what they're gonna do with his plan. And all of a sudden, this guy just in a pure white suit is like, ha! I just jumped around the stab. I was like, where the fuck did you come from? <laughs> like you're just you were just sitting at the table and was just like, oh, there's Jim having out having a coffee. Guile stands up and this guy just stands up and tries to stab him. I'm like, where did you come from? Like, did you just walk into this secure room with no one trying to stop you? What the hell? 
one one part I had to replay was when um, Guile does his big speech and he says, "Who wants to go home and who wants to go with me?" And everybody says, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Wait, which is it?" <laughs> <laughs> oh and, man! And then, and then they're all gone, and that that guy who who issued the negotiation order is like. Um, no, it's just Guile that went. Everyone else is back at the base, and they cut back to the base. There's like a guy making soup. <laughs> right. <laughs> in the middle of the ground, there's like no one. There's a cat walking by, meowing. Just like, what is, I, I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> like, if that if that scene was purposely written to be hilarious, it's hilarious. But I think they just like screwed up. But it just it just worked. Like, there are so many things wrong with that movie, and I'm just like that and. Look, I understand what they were trying to do, trying to like re like view America in a different eye because I realize that you have a dictator who is killing people in his own country. And the only three flags that I see all over the base are American, German, and Japanese. But I'm just like, hmm, let me get this straight. You have a dictator in one country and their only allies in this allied nations are American, America, Japan, Japan, and Germany, and you're fighting a dictator. I mean, uh, did you guys, did you guys I mean, it's, it's, it, it's oh. so bad that I lost internet. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, so if anyone's wondering, we haven't heard from Matsu in a while. It's because internet. Yeah, internet. I was I was right at this cusp of a very long rant about. <laughs> <laughs> They were like, you, you've, you've spoken too ill of Jean-Claude Van Damme. We're not allowing this any longer. (laughs) I was just going to say, I was just going to say what kind of stupid idiot in a movie that doesn't make any sense would say like, Charlie, I'm coming for you. Taunted the guy and called him like and called him yeah, like all these names. Like, and you're you like, fucking we're coming. We have no idea what you are, stupid. but Charlie, we're coming. We're coming. Yeah, it's like you're fucking stupid. And then it's like, by the way, my friend who is there in your custody. <laughs> Please don't hurt him. Please, <laughs> Please no. don't hurt him after I've just insulted the fuck out of you. I will be devastated if you do. And then when Bison pulls his, his dog tag out and reads. Carlos Blanca and every Street Fighter fan is like, wait, Charlie and Carlos Blanca are two different characters. What are you doing? That was the greatest word association. What is going on? Like, it didn't say Charlie on his like name tag. It just said like Carlos Blanca. And then it's just like like, like, name association. Charlie looks at him. He's like Carlos Blanca, and then Carlos Blanca. Charlie. And I'm just like, how the (laughs) hell did you get from Carlos Blanca to Charlie when there's like 60 other people that you have in the thing? I'm like, what do you... What is happening right now? I have many theories. I have many theories. One theory is that um, uh, uh, Guile, who is a total dickhead um, that that nobody in their right mind should like, has for some reason like decided to just call this guy charlie instead of carlos <laughs> his real name here's wait here's here's my here my, i have many like head cannons for this movie to get keep me going and one of my head cannons is that guile was like the fucking gaston to this guy's bell <laughs> completely like i care about you and this person just doesn't give a shit about him it's just like please just leave me alone and so now he like and now he has put him under this position of being tortured 
because he's like, I care about you, Charlie, you, spe you specifically. <laughs> right? I mean, I was hoping that like, part of my head was just like, it, because I know the game, I was like, oh yeah, M. Bison's telepathic. Of course he'd be able to pick that up. And then I was just like, there's no need for that in this movie. <laughs> like, Wait, M. Bison's telepathic in the game? How do you play that? He is, he's telepathic. He uh, he can basically like. He's not magnetic. He's not. Like no, he the, has the, like. Okay, so in the game, he has like what's called like psycho power, um, and he basically has the ability to like a little bit of like flight, like basic flight. And he can manipulate energies, and he can like read emotions in minds. Like the game gets nuts. Okay, the game goes nuts in the point that like Bison needs another shadowy warrior so that he can like put his brain inside their body so that that's why he trains Cammy. Yeah, it gets nuts. It's Cammy's like yeah, possessing bodies of other fighters. It, it the, the storyline yeah, the story, story goes nuts. But it either would way, not make a very good movie. <laughs> I'm watching this and I'm just like, "Oh yeah, of course, Bison's telepathic." And I was like, "Back to the movie." And I was like, "Wait a minute. <laughs> this, this movie is nowhere close to the game. Why why are you putting a telepathic <laughs> that's not a you didn't do that on purpose. You screwed up." I, <laughs> or someone I could was watch. like feeling that they're just like Bison's telepathic, you know that, right? And he's like, oh yeah, I know what you're going to do. I'm like, this is insane. I could watch a whole movie if it was just, uh, it was Bison's birthday and Zangief and DJ and uh, had to find him the perfect gift and they had to go to yes. to yes. Uh, West Judy's, what's his name? Yes. Uh, Sagat, to, to find the best thing. And that would be the whole movie. At the same time, <laughs> yes. he'd be freaking out like, where are my men in his base? And that'd be the whole Thing, oh I would watch the hell out of that. I would watch the hell out of <laughs> oh, yeah. like yeah, a Looney Tunes style like bullshit, like a, a silly movie surrounding every character who I liked. So there would so that would be literally everybody except except um Guile and his team. Like just remove all like Guile's team and keep, keep all keep, just the villains. Yeah, I mean no, I I, I even would be fine with like uh, Chun Li's tiny three person team and Ken and Ry Ryu there. Like all of those people remove Guile and his team completely just just cut them out and then you have a movie where i at least love and or like all of the characters on screen <laughs> and it's, it's weird it's weird to watch this movie because like it's a bad movie and it sucks but i laughed a lot it's fun to talk about I, I laughed a lot during this movie and i'm just like it's been a while since i had a comedy that i laughed at this much and i'm like i shouldn't be laughing at a serious movie that's not supposed to be a comedy but it's a comedy like no, you totally should that, that he, that's what these horrible terrible movies are for this like they right? have a purpose the if they're like, like this if like street fighter they have a purpose like the amount of continuity issues that were just like riddled through the movie and like people's like shirts changing and like you're right i, I didn't even notice that thing. i was like oh i can see the blacks the black uh ship right when they put on their camouflage and it's just like sparkling and i was like yeah that's how like radar works like they have like a particular radar that stops and then all of a sudden you're like no 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 when they're looking at it in tv it disappears and i was like um okay that's not how it works and then you go back you're like what so like yeah they screwed that up completely to the point where i just accepted the first thing that i saw was accurate and everything else was crap <laughs> but i mean like this movie it's too much thought to put into this movie <laughs> the thing is like it's it's difficult it, i think that the, you just it's it's difficult to adapt a fighting game into a without movie. fighting. Like yeah. remember, like okay, so Mortal Kombat is the best one, and that's not exactly amazing, but no. it is the best one. And then you have this, and then you have Tekken, which was also horrible, and Tekken? then you have Double Dragon, 
and right, and then you have Dead or Alive. Like you, you can't you can't take a fighting game movie and be like, here's a story. Also, some people are cyborgs. Also, some people are monsters. Also, some people have telepathic powers and they can do crazy stuff. Also, they're all from different countries. Like you can't. But we'll see how Mortal Kombat in 2021 comes out. Which yeah. Is going to be just as cheesy as the first one with better effects. Mm-hmm. I'll say it. It I looks know, just yeah. as bad as the first one with better effects. So if I I'm going to watch yeah. that movie, it's going to be in the same mind state as John Wick, where I'm like, I'm not paying attention to anything else but that person being murdered violently by a man with ice powers. No Mortal story. Kombat has an interesting backstory. So that can, can make a pretty good movie. Uh, it didn't in 1994. <laughs> well that doesn't mean i mean I... there weren't competent people making it then and also that was a time where all these comic book uh sorry uh video games were kind of new and they didn't know how to approach them but it's since not... then yeah they also it's not like they knew how to do comic book movies like superhero movies back then either like yeah uh shadow yeah, man yeah, that's not true. bad the shadow yeah, i mean shadow? like in general in general right uh, like the quality the general quality yeah. of superhero movies in the uh, 90s apart from like blade uh, which worked and so they had this whole era of like dark blade. um edgy movies Barely because worked, blade, yeah. dark, blade was like movie. late dark. 90s and that it dark really man. got good after guillermo del toro in like in the early, that's, early yeah 2000s. no that's fair uh, i mean dark man was good but it wasn't based on like a comic it wasn't really yeah. a comic mm-hmm. wasn't it i thought it no. was no, he, like, Sam Raimi I, wanted to do comic a comic book movie. They wouldn't let him, so he made up his own hero. I think like the amount oh, of like people know how to use camp, camp now. I think yeah. that's why I'm excited about Mortal Kombat. People know how to take an objectively silly idea and make it work on screen because all of these comic book movies have been coming out. And sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes they don't like uh, translate the silliness that well, and they just kind of go full serious but sometimes they're able to take something silly and then make it work on screen and i think that's why like give even with all the terrible like video game movies even i like i don't have like an emotional connection to mortal kombat but i was also like holy shit he just turned the blood into ice oh my god so that'll be at least like and they know it's gonna be all about the killing and the fighting and i think that's like we have movies that know um that the quality of like um of they, there is now a baseline quality of um, fighting and or stunts uh, that people will accept in a big in a big budget movie now. So I, like at least they'll be that. If Monster Hunter didn't come out last year, I would say you're right. Monster <laughs> Hunter came out last year with uh, Mila Chovovich, and that movie was a I mean pile. But listen, <laughs> Mila Mila jo- like Mila is 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 basically like. You know the video game movie is gonna be bad because it's being made by somebody who doesn't respect video game movies. And me like no pitches there, but um, <laughs> no. I okay. mean like Zack Snyder doesn't. Oh, I just that doesn't work. I'm like Zack Snyder's my comic Cole, books. Cole and I'm w. like, oh, wait, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> hmm. What's that? All the Resident Evil movies are like bad. Yeah. Even though I did like also from the director of Mortal Kombat. Oh, okay. Which one? The uh, the Resident Evil movies. Well, that doesn't surprise yeah. me at all because they were just like, we need to make a good video game movie, good in quotations. And they're like, what's the good best quotations. one you've made so far? Mortal Kombat. Hire that guy. Like, <laughs> um, I can I can I just like before we end this episode because we do need to end it because I think we could just go in circles about exactly what we feel about this movie. It's a great one to talk about. So I think Leon was a good choice. I just Thank I did you. not enjoy it. No one, <laughs> but, no one enjoyed um, it. Okay, but I will say like here's a list of things that I was thinking about throughout the movie because the actual movie did not keep my attention long enough to 
told besides the zingers and the characters. One, I already said it, I hate Guile. Two, what the fuck is going on with Charlie? Three, um, the way, the way, um, the way uh, Ming-Na Wen opened up the, her news report sounded so weird. Like, what, who are you trying to copy? Like, you don't sound like a reporter. You don't sound like you're acting naturally. What are you trying to say here? What, what is going on? Four, um, Vega and, and Sagat are totally, like, just married, right? <laughs> like, it's just like, <laughs> much, I mean, there's literally just like, the prison, the prison um, block being like in Vegas, his bodyguard, but he's also the prettiest one. He's just like standing there, like, yeah, what? Yeah, What's happening much. here? <laughs> and then five. Um, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure that the only reason they made a Hawaiian guy uh, the super wrestler is that they had a casting call for a big guy who could act, and they got a guy, and he was Hawaiian, <laughs> and they were like, "This works, right? <laughs> this works, right?" <laughs> That's literally all it was. It's I mean, like, who, first, first of all, who hired Chung Lee's journalism, journalism team? Like, did they just get fired when they went? <laughs> they just like, yeah, oh it's just God. like literally just a bunch of people who who hate who hate who hate um Bison. You're oh, a, and also the other thing that was on my mind the whole time is that the actor who is the actor of Ken? Because he looks <laughs> just know. like he looks like he looks just like Sebastian Stan, but not. Did you guys notice that? Did you guys notice every time you oh. stare at his face, he looks like Sebastian Stan's like, uh, um, what's the word, um, duplicate? I just doppelganger. Not age well. He did um. not age. Well. Oh no. <laughs> he, he just yeah. He just looks like Sebastian Stan's doppelganger. Oh, like this guy. This guy has weird. It's 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 weird. This is Mark Hamill this supposed guy to be has... Sebastian Stan's doppelganger? A little bit of that too. <laughs> but yeah, like when he when you stare at him straight on, I'm like, is that Sebastian Stan? He's, he's directed a whole bunch of movies. Uh, director, movies. writer, writer, producer, director, writer. Pro- oh, shit. He worked with Marlon. No, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> yeah, that's right like, that was on my mind the whole time. And uh, yeah, sorry. like what else is on my mind? I don't know. It's just this movie. Director, actor, and star of the movie called Brando Unauthorized. And he played Marlon Brando. <laughs> <laughs> He wasn't a bad actor, to be fair. Yeah. This guy was just like Damian Trappa. Yeah, he was so much. There's so much. There's so much about this. Guy. That's yeah. That's pretty much like all that comes to mind. I think I'm just gonna. If I drank, if I was drinking, I would be drinking right now. But I, I don't drink, so right now I'm just like, I'm tired. I'm just and I, the entire time. I'm just like I remember being like, who hired like Chung Lee's journalism team? Because it's not just her. It's not just her and her team, right? Because like the stuff's being broadcast worldwide. Like people know who she is. Like the soldiers and Gal, they know who this woman is. So she's had a job and a career in this field. And then she just decides to disappear with her two crewmen. Like, did they get, get fired? That. Like, I get that because it's literally like been her goal for this. Like at least that motivation made sense. It, out of all of the motivations that everybody else had, except for Sagat and Vega, but, who is literally it, just like there for money. But it didn't. First of all, she should have been of, the protagonist of the film. She should. None of their motivations made sense because if you think about it, you should just like I'm going to take down Bison, so I'm going to dedicate my life to being a journalist, so that one day I can get close to the country <laughs> that he might make, so that I can. Put, find a way to get assigned to that particular role with my two friends in that particular system and I don't run the thing and then happen to infiltrate a, a Shadow Lou base for Bison to get her revenge. Are you saying this movie doesn't make sense? Are you saying this movie doesn't make sense? No, I think I think that, that getting a journalism job 
it, like me okay so i think that chun lee's whole thing makes sense i don't That's think cool. that it makes sense that she was able to form a team with two other people who are also who also had some personal vendetta against um bison i i understand like okay so now she's like gone through all this she has to find a job she has to do whatever and then she's like okay so now what, what can i do i can be a journalist she's a journalist now and it's like oh shit now let's like um i mean it makes more sense than literally anything else it's like yeah like she'll go to places no if she becomes a journalist she can go to war zones Um, and without letting them without without having to like fight in them just in case it's not the place she needs to be like i get that that makes sense that's the only that's the only thing that makes sense i was told that the people who made the movie did not put into this but it does add up it does add up on some level it is silly but it does add up Guy will be like, I am a, a respected army general, but I see two con men that I have no background for and no information on, but I think I can trick them into being uh, undercover henchmen for, or sorry, not trick, blackmail them to being undercover henchmen for one of the most dangerous arms dealers on the planet who will then also sneak into Bison's scenario but what was Guile's plan then? Was it just to put tracking devices on them? Because like he kind of just said go and then left them. And then, but we will end. The How are they going to report back to him? <laughs> right. <laughs> just, here's some bodies. Go. He'll take the courses. He also says. Uh... This isn't about, this isn't your revenge story, it's mine. And then he never says why he wants revenge. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. That's <laughs> I like, thought it was, I thought it was no, there was a, there was a video when he's in the ship that he's looking. I think that's his wife must have been killed somehow. I don't know. Oh, I thought he was just looking I at his it family. Was Charlie. It was Charlie. <laughs> well, probably with Charlie too, but no, but there's a video oh, yeah. that he plays, that he plays that he's looking and it's like someone that he, I don't know. Uh, well, you know what? I, I guess because I didn't care about Guile, that makes, that makes no sense. No one cared about any of the characters. Like, the only one who even deserved to keep their job was Cammy, maybe? Because like, Cam- yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I like Cammy just fine. Like, once, oh, Guile, once Guile was fired, once Guile, Guile was fired, she's been like, all right, cool. Uh, let's give them the money. Like, and Bison's plan just made no sense. I want money. Also, I want super soldiers. Also, I want electromagnetism powers. Also, I want to kidnap and kill these ransom people also i have scientific experiments i'm just like what is your it's plan like they were trying what to make the dictator do? of all dictators what were you going to do with billion dollars like what bisonopolis like, i'm going to build every, this city bison bucks bison, every bison dollar will be worth what, five british pounds after i after i kidnap the that's queen a, you know, that's, that's a weirdly specific that's a weirdly <laughs> measured response he's like, like five british pounds i'm like <laughs> that's an actual like, about, I guess. About this. I guess. <laughs> okay, again, so that's, that's, queen, that's that queen, kidnap queen, and the last exchange rate of bison dollar. That scene and the last scene actually were, were legit funny. Oh, the second he's just like, I put my face on my own money, and I, what are you going to do? Kidnap the queen, and they'll make the exchange rate. Like, it's like, you're goddamn crazy, man. And that's Austin Bauer's shit. In, it's Austin Bauer's shit. So well, like oh kind of I love the last scene with fucking uh, Sagat and uh, DJ, and Sagat's just like throwing the money. It's like I. So that's the thing, right? It's the perfect marriage of um, Bison's like crazy bullshit and Sagat right. just being here like a normal human being who just so happens <laughs> to have a, a, 
a pretty boy killer and a fucking apparently fighting skills that we don't know about until like i mean he says he has like one throwaway lines like i used to be a fighter too yeah, fight <laughs> and then like he doesn't fight anybody until like the very end and then it's just like this ending is he's literally just like uh so bison like, okay. bucks that just throw his throws in, that shit and I'm in, like, terms, of a, in terms of a movie that has like setup like Chekhov's gun and payoff that is probably the best example yes. of any movie i've ever said that had payoff bison like bucks. here's some fake money god damn it you're crazy and they're like that's a fun little gag and then like literally an hour later they're just like Chekhov's gun baby that's where the money is and i was just like that is an amazing payoff and i think that's probably it the is. only highlight for any of the writing in this entire it movie is. that someone planned that shit out someone was just like no 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 we're gonna have this one like well played mm. joke throughout the movie and like they even like tease it like dj like grabs the thing and then like goes to open it up and he's like no i'm not opening it up and then closes it again and then like he runs past zangief and he's like what are you gonna do like my payday and he's like did you open it and he's like I'm just getting out of here first. And I was like, they set that up so well. I'm like, that was like one person's job to be like, you need to write one good joke. And he's like, this is it. This is how it goes out. And it was amazing. And it was fantastic payoff. Uh, that was the best part of the movie. No, that was the best part of the movie. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, that was the best fair. part. Of that's the a movie. fair. That's a fair best part of the movie. Which my really my best be, part of the movie is literally just the one screenshot that I've been posting on Twitter, being like, "Hey guys, these these two are a couple, right?" That's all I. That's literally all I care about at the end of this movie. I'm just like, I'm that and the random like, what was it? Like, give me a hand. It's like, give me two months. I'm like, what? That's like I've only been like, give me like, like that's a very specific number too. It's just like, listen. <laughs> I'm not well, gonna give you a hand, a handy, for at least two months, and then we'll consider. We'll come. We'll table that for later. Right? You have to. You have to know that this movie is a ridiculous, like, copy. If you're given lines like that and expected to deliver, like. The actor who played Honda was just like, so I'm seriously captured, right? Oh yeah, but you don't feel pain because you're a sumo wrestler. Cool. Also, throw this joke in about a gay hand job. Like, yeah, and then you're like, and then whenever he gets whipped, there's like a little like Hawaiian like, <laughs> like little Hawaiian like musical riff. Movie's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. It's okay. Here's my final rating before we end up. The movie is a. Uh, uh, out of 10 for overall movie, but it's out of 10 for comedy. I'm crying. So it ends up. This movie broke me. I I, I can't, like, I'm so tired. Did you say four? I'm going to say it's a a 3.5 out of 10. I'm going to say it's like a seven for comedy, and it's like a one for everything else. (laughs) It's kind of like four out of 10, baby. Uh, Maybe four out of 10, because I I did have have fun. I, I had I did not enjoy this movie, but I, I it's it, but talking about it made me tired. So <laughs> take that take take from that what you will. Um, I I won't even rate it. I'm just tired. Drinking water. Crap, but it's enjoyable. But it, it really has one purpose. It, you watch it and you roast it with your friends. Yes, yes. it's the only yeah. thing that this movie has going for it. Mm. It's a train wreck. It is an enjoyable. It is a funny train wreck. Hundred percent. What like, really gets me is wow. that 
all of the actors are fine except for John Claude Van Damme. Like the yeah. acting wasn't even bad in this movie. It's literally yeah, just from, a terrible from fine movie. To, fine to good. Fine to like it's like, it great? Okay. like like it's baseline Raul, ooh, okay yeah. to really good. And then but then like it's just so bad. It's like think, good uh, acting doesn't save this movie. I think Raul Julia is the only person that gives like a proper performance, and that's what yeah. I mean. Like he elevates this movie so well, which is why I'm saying. I, I would have, like, if they wanted to do unconventional Oscar nominations, that would have been, like, the perfect one because he, mm-hmm. ele- like, his performance is so good in this movie. It elevates everybody and the movie, and he sets the tone for the entire movie. If he wasn't no. in this, like, yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't be having anywhere near as much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, second. That, the delivery yeah, of that line is better than almost every planned delivery of every, like, villain movie at the time like mm-hmm. that, that that delivery was better than lethal weapon any villain in lethal weapon that delivery was better than uh what's his face in uh die hard like the delivery of being like you don't remember no I'm like look when i graced your village that was the worst day of your life for me it was a tuesday like that line and that and that delivery you could have you lethal weapon police academy die hard all of them up to this point like everyone where you're just like there's there's a stereotypical villain none of them has delivered a line that well that concise and that well written period and it had to be wasted on this movie <laughs> yeah, you know what this is make me think of like Raul Julia's amazing performance it makes me think of something my roommate said which is she said um, Patrick Stewart of Emoji Movie fame that's oh, what no. I think of like oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think with like Raul Julia of Street Fighter fame. That's literally what I'm thinking of right now. It's yeah. literally just God. Thank, uh, thank God for Raul Julia. He he's also no known for Adam's family. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, he's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I mean, no, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, he has so many better movies, but at the same time, like, you just have to. But then again, this performance, mm-hmm. I think it's that, his best man. one. That wasn't performance it? Was might so be. Yeah, I don't know. It, yeah. I mean, it, he he gave his heart and soul for that for this yeah. performance, man. I you know, it's, kudos it's to, worth, to it's very wonderful that everyone kudos, remembers and acknowledges. Yeah. I just I just want villains the best thing. But you know what? That's also true for Mortal Kombat because like when Shang Tsung was playing in those in, like in that movie, you're just like, you know what, man? Everyone else in this movie is not good, but Shang Tsung acts the hell out of that role in Mortal Kombat. Like, so much so that they, they, they made his likeness in the game. Right, like, uh, they, and they brought the same voice actor back, yeah. like in the 2020, like Mortal Kombat. Like, he, like he, he defined that character and acted the hell out of that role. But the rest of the movie was just like, oh boy, you're bringing everything down. But you, sir, are up. Like, <laughs> yeah. I Mortal feel Kombat like had worse acting than this when you overall. Know, I, and even then, um, in I figured it out. Every single video game movie the villains who play the actors are the best characters that pull everything out of the garbage. Even in <laughs> Sonic, even Sonic the Hedgehog, like... Yeah, actually, honest, yeah, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, like, carried that movie. Because when you have nothing to root for, you end up rooting for the villains because they're the most charismatic. Well, but, that, yeah. they act, but they acted the, they acted the hell And usually you have to have a, an actor capable enough of giving a charismatic performance. Like even mm-hmm. with Sonic the Hedgehog, like Jim Carrey, they cast him. I was like, oh, he's just going to be Jim. He's he's not Robotnik. He's Jim Carrey doing a Jim, Jim Carrey, Carrey, which is exactly, exactly what he did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they chew the, chew the furniture. Uh, yeah, I mean, or from just, Pikachu, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, but that's because the protagonists in that one were likable. 
I think like who, who the in a movie where I don't remember. Yeah, neither do I. I don't know that there was a villain, but yeah, let me protagonist wise. Like if your protagonist is likable enough, then your movie is fine. Like even if it's a video game movie, I think that's what works. And Pikachu was adorable and like fun yeah. and that was cute. Yeah. So yeah, uh I think we've pretty much said everything we need to yeah, say about I this agree. movie. Uh, so final movie. thoughts for me. The one thing that Mortal Kombat has that makes everything else work is the theme song. And they keep playing it <laughs> over and over oh, again yeah, in that sure. movie. To be fair. Uh, the soundtrack had some hip-hop in it, which I appreciate the LL Cool J showing up. And... There's no soundtrack There's in the no world. I can compete with Mortal on Kombat. Street, on, on this? Oh, no. Yeah. Facts, deal. Facts. Fair enough. Mortal Kombat's soundtrack <laughs> was very well done. But also, Batman Forever's soundtrack was very well done. So... The one with uh, I like Batman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's the best. Jackson. The best thing about that movie is the soundtrack. Janet Jackson yeah. shows up. Cisco shows up. Like <laughs> Ryan McKnight shows. Like the soundtrack was re- was real. It was real. <sighs> uh, either way, uh, yeah, guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us with our rant about Street Fighter. Oh, wait, wait till my next pick. I'm just gonna. I'm just. I'm. I, <sighs> I've already like lasered in on the movies I'm picking. <laughs> who's who's picking the next movie? You are. I am. Uh, Don't tell us yet, because we want a surprise. Oh yeah, I guess we will surprise. All right, well, that's fine, because I totally know exactly what I want for the next week and didn't forget, because (laughs) didn't forget (laughs) to pick one this week. Well, you can tell us after we we stop recording. Absolutely. All right, right, well, Uh, thanks guys for tuning in. Uh, Thank you. I think think this particular episode... I was gonna um, say, I say watch, watch Street Fighter, but we all, our tagline is watch good movies. So. Watch good movies, like not Street. <laughs> no, but um, like if you want to have a good laugh, watch Street Fighter. Watch um, Street Fighter I think with this your particular friend. episode justifies the idea that we should have like a special feature where we show the video because like. Hey, thanks again for listening to another episode of Plot Mechanics. I hope you all enjoyed it. So please subscribe and like and review our podcasts on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. Uh, follow us on social media. You know where to find us. Uh, if you don't, it's Facebook at Plot Mechanics Official, on Instagram as Plot Mechanics, and on Twitter as Plot Mechanics 4. And that's because there's four of us. But thanks again for listening. Watch good movies. And, you know, overall, be a good person. Yeah. Yeah, you. Hope everything's good on your end. Much love. Peace.